2: Hi, everyone. This is Finding Your Bliss, a show that helps you find and follow your bliss. Today, author and Canadian songstress Tanya evans Chinchuli joins us on the program. And back again on the show today is Jules. Jules is a 13-year-old student in Toronto who's been singing since she could walk. She became known when she performed a cover of her favorite singer, Stevie Wonder's Ribbon in the Sky. But first, let me tell you more about Tanya. Canadian songstress Tanya Evans Chanchuli is a multifaceted concert artist enchanting her audiences all across North America with her signature programs. She's been praised for her versatility as a singer, her broadening repertoire, and her ability to invest any song with authentic emotion no matter the genre or subject matter. That was said by Kay Hughes, a Toronto journalist. Gordon Pinson, whom I I adore and I know uh, and have interviewed many times, actually says mother of all goosebumps. Performer, public speaker, author, recording artist, mentor, and unabashed fangirl of the creative spirit, Tanya is intellectually curious as she is approachable, as accomplished as she is warm and giving, and as dedicated to her dreams as she is to her family. Preserving and promoting her cultural heritage of Newfoundland has been a preeminent preoccupation of late, Tanya is now an award-winning author of a beautiful book, which I'm holding, called The Heart's Obsession, an intimate biography of Newfoundland songstress Georgina Sterling and that's 1867 to 1935 with Flanker Press, and it has received glowing reviews, this beautiful book from the CBC, Opera Canada magazine, and singer Alan Doyle of Great Big C. She released two companion albums in tandem with the book under Newfoundland record label Citadel House, shining a spotlight on two of the province's most renowned musicians, Georgina Sterling, and the late folk hero Ron Hines, bringing new appreciation and life to their distinct songbooks. Tanya is a huge advocate for following our hearts in all that we do, along with our own individual journeys. She's also the founder of the nonprofit Wish Arts, focusing on the psychological aspects of being an artist performer with her coaching program, An Artist Journey. I'm delighted to welcome Tanya Cinchulli to Finding Your Bliss. Hello, Tanya. Hi, how are you? I'm so great, thank you. And it's so wonderful to have you on the program. As I was preparing the interview, I kept thinking, oh my goodness, we have that in common too. I, oh. I love Gordon Pinson. I interviewed him many years ago at a celebrity dining for um, a performing arts magazine that I used to be the managing editor of. And I've interviewed him on television as well. So all throughout. Uh, then I got to this thing about your incredible program and artist journey, which reminded me, of course, of Julia Cameron, who's been a guest yeah. on our show, The Artist Way. And what a, what a gal she is and what a beautiful book oh, yeah. that is. So I have to ask you about The Artist's Journey, which I find fascinating. What is that all about?
1: Oh, absolutely. And I mean, Julia is obviously one one incredible, impactful a woman and author that's that certainly inspired me along my own way as an artist. Um, I just, I, I mean, an artist journey was created out of a need that I found as an artist myself in Toronto when I was, um, you know, just out on my own path of performing and auditioning and, um, you know, trying to create a fulfilling career. And, you know, as artists, we spend so much time crafting art, technique and our art and you know preparing for auditions and learning languages and coaching with voice teachers and pianists. And then, you know, you can find yourself on stage or, or in an audition and completely, you know, start self-sabotaging yourself with that negative inner chatter and freezing up with anxiety and, um, you know, every, everything from, I, I deal with a lot of the behind the aspects of being an artist, everything from, you know, how to cope with anxiety and, and depression, um, Also, you know, postpartum creative depression. We work so hard on these projects to become like (laughs) our babies, you know, and then kind of as soon as it's done and you have nothing quite yet on the horizon to hop to, it's like you can really crash and feel like, oh, that's it. I'm done. I have, I'm nobody. I'm, you know, and you mourn the loss of that project that. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm relating so much to what you're saying on so many levels. My daughter is a third year musical theater student at Sheridan's music theater program. So she's a singer and an actor. And, and I know so much about what you say, all the the auditions and the rehearsals and the vocal yes. coaching and the, and the dance preparation and just the, the, the artist preparation. Absolutely. And then you get to an audition and you really, I, I know for my daughter, she meditates before she walks into yeah. an audition. What are some of the things that you suggest to people in, in this beautiful program that you do?
1: Well, I'm you know, I'm a huge fan of preparation and I used to hate my practice time and um I really had to just embrace the art of you know practicing and that daily drop in the bucket um which As you know, over time yields huge results, but in the moment, it doesn't necessarily feel like it. But if you can really commit yourself and and commit to that time, uh, you know, pretty regularly every single day, if not every single day, then at least six days a week sort of thing to doing that daily practice to doing a daily meditation Um, I, I use a lot of heart focused breathing myself. I've, I'm actually right now going through my training, my teacher's training with the Institute of heart math. And Mm -hmm. um, it's just, you know, it's, it's really that daily preparation so that when you do find yourself in those moments of high stress or anxiety, and you, you have to really be on your game, it's, it's there for you already. It's not like, you know, once in a while throwing yourself into, to these situations where then you're like panicked and you don't know what to do. It it needs to be built up over time so that when you do find yourself in those situations, you're, you're comfortable and you know, you trust yourself, you've got your back, you know, that you've done the work to get to where you are. And, And that's like a huge confidence builder in itself.
2: You know absolutely absolutely you can just sort of rely on that mental muscle because yes. you flex the muscle absolutely. you know what it feels like and you go okay there's this might be a little bit tense right now um absolutely. I'm just gonna I'm gonna revert to that as opposed to having to learn it in the moment you already know it it's yeah. you can quickly access it and that's brilliant the other thing i i, I it's all throughout it was so interesting Tanya, because all throughout I was going oh my gosh we have that in common as well so you further dive into the artist psyche with your print interview series, Artist Spotlight. And I love this because I used to host on Rogers way back, a TV series called In the Spotlight. Oh, right? Cool. <laughs> and I interviewed and showcased Canadian artists. One of them was Gordon Pinson. Oh. Can, you, can you tell me a little bit about your fascination with regards to shining the light on Canadian talent?
1: Well, you know, I, I believe that we have so much talent in our own country. And, and I know that what's very frustrating for a lot of musicians and artists or dancers is that it's, it's the old, you know, go off and get some experience Um, And then come back and then we'll consider you. Or I had a couple conductors say to me, you know, if you really want this career in opera, you need to be on a plane and go to Germany or Italy like yesterday. (laughs) And it's so, you know, they would bring in these other singers from other countries and and just say, oh, my God, wait till you hear this singer. And it's like, yes, there's no doubt that they're that they're talented. But we have just as many talented artists here in our own backyard. And and I'm just so passionate about promoting and supporting other Canadian artists. And with the Artist Spotlight, you know, I have these interviews that I've been doing for years now with them. And I ask them all the same questions because I want to know how different artists deal with the same um, issues of fear, anxiety, negative self-talk, the who do you think you are, all of this, or what what are their processes, um, what inspires them? What lifts them out of you know those low moments? Yes. And um, it's 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 inspiring to be able to share that information with other artists who are definitely going through the same thing that that they are.
2: Do you have anything you could say right now to artists, Tonya? Because right now I would have to say of all the times in history it might be one of the hardest times for artists, even though, you know, people are finding their creativity in places that they never knew it existed. But for artists right now, yeah. this is tough stuff to not have a live audience. And I know artists are doing some really cool things. And there's porchside side contests, and there's drive in concerts, and there's all kinds of cool live streams and virtual shows and so much. But is is there any words of wisdom from all of your interviews that you could sort of uh, put forth and share with our listeners who are artists right now during these times?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is a really challenging time right now for humans in general, but also artists who, who, like you said, are used to being out interacting, collaborating, performing, getting that feedback, creating. Um, and it's it's a grieving process because we've had you know entire years of of events wiped out or gigs or book signings or whatever it is. Um, And I, and I recently started another interview series on Instagram live once a week with artists. I called it heart to heart because I just feel that right now artists are, you know, we have a lot of time on our hands. So a lot of things are coming to the surface for us and we're having to either choose to kind of numb out and ignore it and suppress it Or let it come to the surface and heal things like we have the time to heal things now and to grow as artists and humans so that when we do get it back out into the world, we are new, you know, we are expanded. And I think that it's important to embrace this and look for the silver linings and also just keep keep creating that daily drop in the bucket of, of practicing or, you know, journaling is so helpful. Um, Just whatever you can do to keep being creative in, in, in new ways and not, you know, like we are artists, so we are creative types. We are not one trick ponies. We are able to pivot and create. And, and we are the storytellers of our times, you know, over past generations, artists are the people who help others get through tough times, joyful times, like whatever it is, like, you know, we always look back to the art of the times. And right now is definitely one of those historical times where people are going to look back and see a new type of art emerging. I think that's more heartfelt and more like just deeper and, and, You know, really be of service to other people who might not be able to express themselves in an artistic way, but then listen to a song or read a book or a poem by another artist and say, You know what? Yes, that's me. And I'm so grateful to hear that because I don't know how to express that myself. And so I think that we have a big responsibility
2: right now and we just have to keep going and not give up. Absolutely. I wonder if this wonderful optimism and positivity comes from your birthplace and one of the best best places on earth. And that, of course, is St. John's, Newfoundland. Can you tell us about your childhood there, which I believe is still one of your favorite places in the world?
1: It really is one of my most favorite places in the world. It's one of those places where when I get off the plane to go back home and visit family and friends or have concerts or whatever, it's like you just automatically feel like you're at home. And I immediately have to go to you know my favorite little pebble beach there at middle cove in St. (laughs) John's. And it's just so like to just smell the salt air and feel the breeze on your face and hear the rocks being dragged back into the ocean. When you're just sitting there sort of meditating and singing out to the ocean, it's such a special place for me. And truly the people of Newfoundland are just so, they're so loving and focused on making the best of what they have access to in the moment. And just always choosing to, you know, see that glass half full as opposed to half empty. And just, you know, the kind of people that would just take the shirt off their own back just to help another person, you know?
2: Yes. And of course, what comes to mind is the beautiful piece, the very beautiful piece, the hit musical, Come From Away, that was the brainchild of the incredible Michael Rubinoff. Are you a fan of Come From Away? Oh, Have you seen God. the play? Yes,
1: I <laughs> laughed, I cried. It just, I was so proud as a Newfoundlander seeing that musical.
2: Absolutely. Were you always a singer as a young child, Tanya? Was this something that you did from the time you were a little girl?
1: Yes, always. It, it just was like my heart knew no other option of what to do when I was <laughs> I just had to be a singer and remember my dad saying like, what's your Fallback plan. Shouldn't you be going for business instead of music? And you know, I went for music and ended up getting like a really great uh, management job in the financial district downtown. Toronto, <laughs> but I, you know, it afforded me to be able to to continue with my coachings and uh, workshops and stuff. But um, and an artist is just you know that's that's where it's at for me.
2: Of course, what happened to transport you from singing? Pop to singing opera because that's quite a major shift, and something very significant happened which helped you move to opera. Can you tell us about that? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I, you know, years ago when I believe I was 14 ish, I think I was in grade seven or eight. I was, you know, like wanting to be, you know, a famous pop singer. And at the time, Bette Midler's song, Wind Beneath My Wings, was so popular. (laughs) And I remember standing up in my Uncle Brian's living room and saying, I'm going to sing this song for you, you know, with my hand on my hip. And uh, he he said, you know, that was really pretty and all. But he's like, I really think that you have um, a classical voice. And I I would really encourage you to go and take classical lessons with some in your area. And he started taking me to the Canadian opera company every year, um, purchasing me music, coaching me as I stood there singing. like, he just had this, um, passion for opera and, and this, he just was such a sensitive, uh, passionate person and took a real interest in, in me and encouraging that. And, and at first I have to admit I wanted nothing to do with it. And my mom was just like, just please give it a chance. And, and I fell in love with opera and I know it's not for everybody, but, um, that's one of the things that I I am passionate about is, is trying to expand people's, um, you know, music genres and introducing them to little, little bits of opera here and there and, and just teaching them that it's, it's, it's not all, you know, Overwhelming, and uh, you know, you you can really just let your heart listen to it and feel it, and and just be open to giving opera a chance.
2: Of course, you're you're a big fan of Georgina Sterling, Newfoundland's first opera singer, yes. who toured all over the world under the stage name Marie Toulanquette, who was yes. from Twillingate. What do you love about Georgina Sterling?
1: Uh you know, I do love her. I feel a real kind of heart connection with her. Um, not only because she was from Newfoundland, but just from the evidence that we came across during the research of our book, my grandfather and I, you know, I got to hold hand letter, handwritten letters by mm-hmm. Georgina back and forth to her um, family and friends and the way that people spoke about her in the newspapers. I could tell that she was such a down-to-earth and loving, and like, she really wanted to be of service to people as much as she wanted to follow her dreams. And she went off and had an international career. Um, she was always of service to really, you know, charities and, and great causes. Um, when she came home to Finland, she performed church concerts to raise money for, you know, a huge fire that happened in St. John's one year. And, um, she was a huge fan of rescuing pets and she so I, you know, when when I read when I read about her, and the more research I did, I just felt so connected to her because she was just so down to earth and and loving is is you know the sense that I really got.
2: We have a gorgeous track of you singing, Tanya, a very pretty song, Marie, written by the famous Newfoundland folk singer Ron Hines. And the song Marie is really all about your muse, Georgina Sterling. Yes. And this song was also released on your album, The Heart's Obsession. Can you set up this clip for us?
1: Absolutely. Marie was written by Ron Hines uh, in about 2017 before he passed of cancer. And he's a Newfoundland folk hero. Um, he wrote this amazing song called Marie. Marie was her stage name. And what I love about this piece is it really, it really brought this whole project to light for us. It it created such magic because this piece really sort of gets into her psyche as an artist of wanting to follow her dreams, having huge wishes, going off, leaving her home um, to have this, a magical international career but at the same time still desperately missing home and being appreciative of the simple things in life and you know just loving her new finland
2: here is tanya singing marie let's have a listen
0: lost for your all girl
2: I just love that song <laughs> so much. I, I actually first heard it on it, as part of an article that I read about you, where you were asked twenty questions, and I was yes. reading the questions, and then there was this lovely video, and I just love it. I could hear it over and over again. I'm so thrilled that the listeners are getting to enjoy that. Tanya, you are also the author of the book Hearts Obsession. Can you tell us what inspired you to write this book?
1: Absolutely. Um, a few years ago, I actually had a was chatting with a cousin over. Uh, Facebook Messenger, who's from Newfoundland as well. And she said, you know, you should really try to um, nurture your Newfoundland roots. And I had no idea what that was going to look like at the time. But I did think back to a book that my grandparents gave me. I believe it was in 1993. And it was a very small book published about Georgina Sterling, The Nightingale of the North. And I, you know, I'll be honest, I judged the book by a cover years ago and just put it back up on my shelf. Simple kind of brown cover. But I I picked it up and I started reading it and just became immediately engrossed in her story and discovered that there was so much repertoire in common uh, with her and I. And I started putting together a program of music that we, that we had in common and writing out little interjections to share with people about her life. And, and then I just honestly picked up the phone and started calling churches in Newfoundland saying, listen, I'm coming home. I would be thrilled to come and perform this concert about Georgina for your congregation if you would have me. And things just started snowballing. We came into some new information that was um, donated to the archives of the Queen Elizabeth Library and started discovering so much more information about her that, that was unknown. And so, you know, my grandfather just looked at me and said, I think we need to write the definitive biography on Georgina Sterling. And at the time I was like, OK, sounds great. <laughs> Little <Literally> bit <laughs> how much work I was in for, but that's really what happened. It was like just so authentic and organic. It was amazing.
2: That's so incredible. We're going to hear you actually sing a piece that was first performed in 1893 in St. John's, Newfoundland, and sung originally by Georgina Sterling. And now for our listeners, it's going to be sung by soprano, opera singer, Tonya Evan Chinchuli. And so cool that this was first performed in 1893, and you're making it spring to life again. (laughs) So let's have a listen right now to Holy City. (laughs)
3: Hey, this <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was so beautiful oh I my goodness that, <laughs> that is absolutely gorgeous that and that's the, that you're right it's the kind of piece that maybe somebody who'd never been into opera would be into opera after hearing yeah. that piece because it's just beautiful you just can't help but get the chills <laughs> and uh, and just love it uh, you fulfilled tanya a lifelong dream and founded wish opera in 2010 which is a young company with a mature vision can you tell us a little more about this
1: For sure. Um, Yeah, I, you know, after I had my kids, I don't know what I was thinking, because I was like, in the throes of nursing and diaper changing. But I, you know, I knew that I wasn't quite ready to get back to singing, but I've always loved producing events and stuff. And so I started producing some Um, opera concerts with orchestra and using um, Canadian fashion designers and artists to to kind of highlight things on stage. And we did do a a couple full productions. It really, I mean, it took a lot out of me, but it was so rewarding and such a huge learning curve for me. Um, And and truly, that's when I really got a first-hand glimpse into, you know, a lot of these aspects as artists that we all struggle with, and that's really where the, the need for an artist journey came out of for me to really try and, and support the, the community here in Toronto, the artists uh, community around and um, it was a lot of work but very educating that's for sure
2: so so incredible you're also the foundress of wish arts is wish arts and wish opera sort of the sand the same yes. umbrella Beautiful. yes that's that's for sure. so incredible you live tanya between toronto and miami and you say that you're in your seventh year of homeschooling <laughs> your two children that sounds yes. fascinating can you tell us about that
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah, we we've just started our seventh
2: year of homeschooling. So fortunately
1: for us, when COVID hit, we didn't really notice too much of a, a difference in our daily schedule. But um, I just, you know, my kids brought it up. And at the time, I was like, I don't know if I can do that. But I looked into it and thought, you know what, let's give it a try. Worst case scenario, we can put you back in school. And honestly, like, my children have thrived. It's been amazing for me too, just learning that daily consistency on a whole other level. And uh, it's been amazing because it's allowed us a lot of
2: flexibility too. Absolutely. Are they showing signs of musical talent?
1: They are. They both have beautiful singing voices. My daughter's an, an exceptional artist, loves painting and animating and stuff. So, you know, they, they
2: definitely are being nurtured for their gifts and talents. <laughs> that's so I, I and I'm not just saying this I, every single question I thought oh my goodness there's another thing you <laughs> talk about Anne of Green Gables and that you love <laughs> that classic and honestly that is one of my favourite childhood books and in oh, fact really? Marilyn Marilyn Lightstone who was just on the program is going to be reading Anne Anne of Green Gables in her brand new podcast um, which is a series called Marilyn Reads on Classical 96.3 wow. FM what do you love about that classic Canadian tale because it's my favorite of all time. Um, I mean,
1: and Megan follows like, is just like so precious and the epitome of just like feel good vibes. And like, you know, family and and oh, there's just something about that movie that just it's just always been a favorite I watch it with my daughter now every year and it was funny because when my husband and I met he's like my favorite movies are The Godfather and I said well my favorite <laughs> movie is G- G- Green Gables so be with me you need to drop that godfather stuff
2: (laughs) (laughs) and drop it past to me even just like i i I remember i had the hardcover copy it was a blue copy on my bedside table growing up just the descriptions the evocative descriptions of that beautiful part of the world which is really very very close to where you were born is is that is just something that we can be so proud of as canadians it's really incredible i i have to say i'm going to say for me bliss has been talking to you for this uh, this interview. What is bliss for Tanya Chenchuli?
1: Oh, I mean when when I when I found your page, I was immediately you know I felt immediately connected and and following your bliss, following your heart, following your dreams. It's all about that, you know. And I just really feel that when. When you're following your heart and and what you know deep down inside feels good for you, I really believe that only good things are going to happen and you're going to keep drawing in these miraculous synchronicities in your life. And that for me is why I am always looking for hearts. It's my sign to know that I'm, you know, on the right path for me or just, you know, keeping myself in that kind of heart focused headspace and, um, it's, you know, I, I think the more that we follow our, our hearts and our bliss, the more that we're rewarded with, and, you know, sort of, I'm, I'm a big believer that, that God lines up the perfect situations and experiences for us when we're taking action and we're showing that, you know, we really want something,
2: we're passionate about something and, you know that that I guess sums it up for me. You're so right. You're so right. When we're taking action, I love that you said yeah. that. You're so right. The universe responds in yes. kind when you're taking action and you're saying to the universe, "I'm ready and I want to yes. do this." Yes. And also, I, I I think of when when you sing, it's interesting an expression I haven't thought of in a long time, which is when you sing, you pray twice. Yes. That's a huge part of it as well. You coach people, Tanya. Do you coach do. people who want to be more creative or artists who are struggling? That like who, who would you say is the milieu of people that you coach?
1: Um, I would say people that are already creative um, that are, you know, maybe finding themselves a little bit stuck and need a little bit of a, a push and, and hand holding along the way and, and, some confidence boosting and, and some help on how to kind of rewire their mind and, and to start, um, you know, looking, looking more for the good traits about themselves as opposed to always focusing on the, you know, we, we get into our own heads and we're, we're our worst critics. Right. And, um, and just also to have someone to be accountable for accountable to, and to have like a cheerleader kind of in your corner of like, okay, I did this thing you, you said, and it worked and I feel so great. And then, okay, let's figure out the next step. Like just I artists need artists, you know, and I, I can be lonely sometimes. And, and we all need those people that we can really feel connected to and and express our, you know, deepest pains, our deepest desires. And, and to just have, kind of have someone in your corner to say, you know what, like, if you can't give yourself permission for that right now, then take my permission for now until you gain your own confidence and, and that kind of thing. And so I'm just a huge fan of supporting people that are already on a creative path and already starting to take action, but just need a little more help and maybe a little
2: more support and, and that kind of thing. Well, I have to tell you, I think they're very lucky. Whoever sort of signs up with you for coaching, because I think you really get it. You truly are a finding your bliss person. How can people get in touch with you for coaching or just to follow you on social media?
1: Absolutely. I'm I'm on Instagram under Tanya Chanchuli. And my my website is pretty simple wisharts.ca. So you
2: can find me on, on Instagram or on my webpage. And and let's go back to the Instagram. Will you spell it again and spell your last name for people?
1: Yes, Tanya Chanchuli, T-O-N-I-A. And the last name is
2: C-I-A-N-C-I-U-L-L-I. That's fantastic. I really want to thank you so much for being here today. It's really, uh, even before the interview, I was going, oh my goodness, <laughs> there's so much synchronicity and, oh. and that's always so much fun. And and I, I really thank you for reaching out and I'm so glad that you did. I think that um, for anyone who's listening, uh, you, you definitely want to follow um, this beautiful artist and beautiful singer. And so much, uh, I wish you much continued success and it's really been delightful. I've enjoyed every minute of it. Thank you so much. Thank you. We're going to go on a short commercial break. More with Finding Your Bliss when we come back. Back in a moment.
0: Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by CREATE, Canada's leading fertility center for over 25 years.
4: CREATE is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. CREATE is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together.
2: We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. I'm delighted now to welcome back to the program Jules Halpern. Jules is a 13-year-old student attending Humewood Community School in Toronto. She has been singing since she could walk. She became known when she performed a cover of her favorite singer, Stevie Wonder. It was Ribbon in the Sky, which led to her being invited to sing at festivals and the Canadian and American National Anthems at Madison Square Garden in New York City. In addition to singing, Jules likes to draw, cook, write, and play the guitar. Jules has had a very exciting experience recently, which was to be invited to sing for Stronger Together, Two Ensemble, on national television with a veritable who's who of many well known Canadian singers and celebrities, including Justin Bieber, Drake, Michael Bublé with Bare Naked Ladies, Getty Lee, Robbie Robertson, Randy Backman, Burton Cummings, David Foster, Alessia Cara. Tom Cochran, Jan Arden, Sarah McLaughlin, Brian Adams, Buffy St. Marie, Shania Twain, and Avril Lavigne, just to name a few. Jules was part of this collaboration of a rendition of Lean On Me by Bill Withers, and Toronto rapper Drake even appeared after a brief comment from Prime Minister Justin Trudeau closing out the show in this broadcast benefit concert in support of Frontline Workers and Food Banks Canada. Hi, Jules, and welcome to Finding Your Bliss. Welcome back. Hi, thank you for having me. So great to have you always. Jules, what an exciting honor that must have been to be invited to participate in this national benefit concert, Stronger Together to Ensemble. How did you get involved in this and what did it feel like to watch yourself on the screen in the Lean On Me rendition with all of those stars?
5: Well, it was really cool. So, um, well... My dad's old friend, who's also produced a few of my songs that that we've done together, um, he was working on this with a few other people. And all I knew was that it was a song. It was a rendition of Lean On Me for a benefit. And he asked if I wanted to do it. So, of course, I said yes, because that's really exciting. And it just kind of went from there. And I didn't know who was in it and whatever,
2: but it was really cool. It must have been so exciting when you went, wait a minute, this is with Justin Bieber and Drake and Shania and Sarah McLaughlin. This is big stuff. And Dan Arden, wow. It was, uh, by the way, you sounded fantastic. Thank you. And we were all so proud of you. Congratulations. Around that time, as as you just mentioned, you became involved in a wonderful collaboration with John Levine and songwriter Autumn Rowe. Can you tell us about that?
5: Yeah, so... um as I said, he's my, my dad's old friend. Um, he now lives in LA, but, um, he used to play, my dad used to play before I was with my vocal coach, just songs that I would sing for fun and send it to him. And then, and then just for fun. And a few years later, he, when I was like 11, he, he, wanted to know if I wanted to come up to LA to record some songs. And that was awesome. We went to LA and recorded a few songs with Autumn Rowe and Don Levine. And they're both so nice and so talented and just incredible.
2: Wow, and so great that they uh, they recognize your talent because your talent is, uh, you really are headed for for very, very big things. <laughs> I mean, I've seen you've done a lot of work this summer, even with COVID-19. Like, There's still lots that you can do. And one of the things I often see you on Sundays along with my daughter when you perform for Jake's Sunday Zoom Jam with the incredible Ellen Schwartz. What has that experience been like for you?
5: Well, I think it's awesome because... At first it was in person and it was only like once a month, as far as I know, I had only been once and it was amazing and such a cool experience and everyone was so nice and so talented. And when I heard that we had the chance to do it online, I was like, that's fantastic. And I decided that I wanted to do it because it was every week and it was a good chance to get together during like hard times.
2: Absolutely. It's, it's a really good feeling. It's sort of a, a wonderful community. What else have you been up to musically during COVID? Because I always see you with your guitar and you're learning and you're singing and you're doing these really cool lives, which is so fantastic. I'm so impressed with the fact that you have like a repertoire and you can just do a live and go. So is, is that basically, uh, you know, what's been happening? Like, tell us what's been happening in the last six months for you.
5: Well, a, a lot of singing and playing guitar because I just really enjoy it. And I have been doing a couple of live videos. I'm not exactly an expert at them. I kind of um I prepare things at first, but then I, I get a little bit awkward um because I'm not used to it. But I've been doing a lot of singing and playing guitar and I've been reading a lot. Um I've yeah, I've been drawing a lot and I wow. paint I recently painted something with my mom. Um beautiful. Yeah.
2: Oh, I wish we could see it. Could we ever have a picture of it and we'll show it on our social media? I'd love, I'd love our <laughs> yeah. listeners to be able to see it. You're such a creative being, Jules. Did you always know that you could sing? Like, I know this um, Stevie Wonder thing happened when you were about nine years old, but did you sort of know this at two years old? Like, was this always your your gem?
5: I I don't know if, um, since I was two, but, um, Maybe, like, I, I've always loved singing, and I've always loved music, and I think my parents play a big part in that, because my dad really gave me a great musical education, and he's played me really good songs, and I think that has to do with my taste in music now. It's it's a lot of variety, also, that he would play. It was a lot, a lot of Stevie Wonder. My mom really likes Joni Mitchell, and and like Fleetwood Mac, and stuff like that, and... um
2: Yeah, that's so great. I know I asked you this when you were on the program before, but I'm just wondering now since COVID, you know, 19 has happened. So it's been about seven months since the pandemic started. What is bliss for Jules right now?
5: Um, I'd, I'd still say music. I think, I think I'm like very privileged to like live in such a, like a nice house with a nice family. And I know a lot of people during this pandemic are having a hard time because of like, their families, or like where they are. And I'm just, it's, I'm really lucky that I have a guitar and I can play music. And I just, I love it so much. And listening to music as well makes me just really happy. And it just gives me like an adrenaline rush. And I just, it, it is my bliss, I guess. Yeah.
2: That's <laughs> so great. And it's everybody else's bliss too, because you're so talented. <laughs> You did a live concert just before COVID and we're going to play the track right now. Can you set up this clip for us? And I believe it's out here on my own.
5: Okay. So yeah, um, this was at Hughes room and it's a benefit that it was, it was called an evening for Sheldon. And um, I sang out here on my own, like the by Irene Cara from fame And this is me singing it.
2: And what's so cool about this, and I just want to let our listeners know, is that this was a live concert. This is not a recording in a recording studio, and yet she's so good that it sounds like it was a recording. So let's have a listen to Out Here on My Own, starring Jules.
6: Sometimes I wonder I've never shown
2: listen to you sing forever that was so beautiful Jules wow that was gorgeous for, for everyone listening Jules is 13 years old what a gift what a voice thank you so much for being here again what is the best way for people to follow you on social media Jules
5: um probably my Instagram I also have YouTube
2: so what would we go to on Instagram what's the best what, what's what's your handle So
5: on Instagram, I am Jules underscore music 27.
2: Awesome. And what about on YouTube? On YouTube, I'm just Jules, I think. J-U-L-E-S. Awesome. Wow. Thank you so much for being here. Will you come back again when something new and exciting happens, which I know it will. Of course. (laughs) That would be fantastic. It's been great having you. Thank you. Each week we spotlight a singer, singer, songwriter, or musician on the show. If you are a singer and you want to be considered to appear on Finding Your Bliss Radio, please write to us at music at findingyourbliss.com. Also, we encourage you to visit our online magazine at www.findingyourbliss.com. And of course, for the latest and the greatest, follow us at The Bliss Minute on Instagram and The Bliss Minute on Facebook. We're going to go on a short commercial break more with Finding Your Bliss when we come back, back in a moment.
0: Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by CREATE, Canada's leading fertility center for over 25 years.
4: CREATE is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. CREATE is about cutting edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, CREATE is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. CREATE has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? CREATE Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about CREATE Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are
2: back, and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM seven forty FM ninety six point seven. This week in Bliss News, we're having a special Finding Your Bliss contest. You will win two copies of Tanya Evan Chinchuli CDs and a signed and autographed copy of her book, The Heart's Obsession. All you have to do is follow us at the Bliss Minute on Instagram. That's the T H E B L I S S M I N U T E on Instagram and tag two friends and we will choose a winner by October 31st. So that's going to be a really fantastic uh, prize package. In other news, It's very important to mention that these are very stressful times for many people and everyone is struggling in their own way. It is so important if you are not feeling well mentally, emotionally, and spiritually to reach out and talk to someone. There is a very important event taking place tomorrow, and that is the Mental Health Empowerment Day, which will be virtual this year on Sunday, October 25th, from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., this is a free event, and by registering through mhed.ca, you will be sent a Zoom link to join in. This year's theme is the now, which is incredibly appropriate given the current pandemic and its effect on mental health. COVID-19 has given rise to mental health issues to so many in general, but it has been especially difficult for those already suffering. The silver lining is that empathy to mental health challenges has increased as people are navigating feelings of isolation. The guest speaker this year is Dr. Jean Twenge, who is a renowned speaker and author of more than 100 scientific journals and best-selling books. And she will be discussing her most updated and current findings on the impact of modern society on a generation of kids who are experiencing mental health issues at an alarming rate and what we can do about it. The mission of M-H-E-D is to educate, to build community awareness and understanding and to help stamp out stigma. Please be sure to register again through MHED.ca, and you will be sent a Zoom link to join the virtual event. Promise me that you'll always remember, this is a beautiful quote, you're braver than you believe and stronger than you seem and smarter than you think. And that was said by Christopher Robin from Winnie the Pooh and a final quote from Academy Award winning Glenn Close. And she writes, what mental health needs is more sunlight, more candor and more unashamed conversation. End quote. Make your mental health and the mental health of your loved ones a priority. We have a great show coming up for you next week where Ellen Chaykoff will be coming to you live from New York with the Ask Ellen segment. She will be sharing her thoughts on COVID-19 the American election, and what it feels like to be in New York right now, and her optimistic hopes for a brighter future. Also on the program, we have our very own Haley Allegia and her dad, musician Mike Marion, who will be singing and talking about his music. And last but not least, singer, actor, and dancer Lily Liebrack will be on the program to sing and talk about her bliss. Please be sure to tune in to our Halloween show next week, and there is a candy giveaway. I would like to thank my guests, Tanya Chenchuli and Jules for being here today. Also a big thank you to our supervising producer, Meg Ruffman, production manager, Siobhan Kylie, PA researcher and editor, Haley Allegia, audio producer, Faz Kazi, and everyone here at Zoomer. And of course, a big thank you to our sponsor, the Create Fertility Center. We usually end each show with a meditation, but I thought it might be helpful today and a lovely idea to give you some meditation tips that will really help you when you meditate. One, when you're starting out, just aim to sit for two minutes. Try to do it first thing each morning and always come back to the breath. And a wonderful way to do this is to say, breathing in, breathing out, or at the end of the inhale and the exhale, So it would look something like this. Everyone take a deep inhale in through your nose, then out through the nose or mouth. One. Inhaling in through your nose and exhaling out through your nose or mouth. Two. Another deep inhale through your nose and exhale slowly and evenly. Three. And do this all the way until you reach till 10. And then you can go backwards all the way back to 1. So it would look something like this. Breathing in, breathing out, 10. Breathing in, breathing out, 9. Breathing in, breathing out, Eight, all the way back to the number one. When your mind starts to wander, just come back to your breath. Don't worry too much if you're doing it right. There is no right or wrong. Just come back to the present moment and to your breath. Notice the light, the sounds, and the energy in the room. And don't let any of it distract you. Just stay with the breath. And enjoy this beautiful time for peace and calm, for lots of tranquility. For everyone here at Finding Your Bliss, I'm Judy Liebrack, reminding you all to take one step closer to finding your bliss.
0: This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air.